0: Hi, offscriptors, it's Sewa. I just wanted to jump in here really quickly to take a moment to acknowledge that right now, many of us across the globe are in the thick of battling the impact of coronavirus. And although this episode was recorded before things really escalated in the U.S., I thought it was important to let you guys know that I'm still dedicated to bringing you inspiring and educational episodes during this time of social distancing. Some of you might be having anxiety, others of you might just be bored or going crazy with the kids at home, so hopefully these episodes help. I know it's been tough, but we have no choice but to find ways to come out of this period even stronger than we went into it. We're all in this together, so don't hesitate to reach out to the Offscript community. All right, let's
1: dive into the episode it's so easy to get caught up in like being this big influencer and working with these brands and landing these brand deals. And honestly, I got caught up in that. And I just, I really started to focus so much on my followers. It was kind of unhealthy. So I'm spinning my wheels trying to figure out how am I going to become this big time influencer? And then one day I really sat back And I said, okay, well, you know, let me look at my analytics some more. And I realized that I was reaching two to three times more people just through my page views and my blog than my Instagram could ever reach.
0: Hi there. It's your host, Sewa Ajaypele, and welcome to episode 65 of the She's Off Script podcast. This is a show where we hear and learn from women who've created unique blueprints for success. My hope is that you'll hear their stories and translate their gems into a unique path for yourself. In today's episode, we meet Charlene McCraney. Charlene is the founder of Blogger Startup School. As an SEO strategist, she not only helps bloggers launch their blogs, but also teaches them how to grow their audiences using free organic search traffic. I, for one, thought blogging was a medium that was on its way out, but Charlene's receipts have me taking a second look. Her blog has had over 2 million page views, only 1% of that traffic came from
1: Instagram. There is an audience for everyone. People's attention spans are shorter, but this is the thing, people are still searching Google every single day looking for the content that they want to find. It's all about really knowing what your audience wants and serving it to them and knowing that you have the valuable content out there. If
0: you've been thinking about launching a blog or have been discouraged because no one seems to be interested in your blog, this episode is for you. During our conversation, Charlene takes us through her journey as a blogger turned online educator. As the queen of SEO, which by the way stands for search engine optimization, she breaks down all the things you need to be doing to your blog today if you want it to grow. You're going to want to take out your notebook for this one. Before we hear the rest of Charlene's story, I would love it if you could subscribe, rate, and review our show on iTunes. This will help to spread the word about our podcast so amazing stories like Charlene's can continue to inspire women looking to launch their own off-script journeys. With that, let's go off script with Charlene McCraney, founder and CEO of Blogger Startup School. Charlene
1: McCraney, welcome to She's Off Script. How are you? I'm doing so well. Thank you so, so much for having me. I'm so excited.
0: Oh, I'm glad we could have you on the show. But for the listeners who haven't heard of you or your Blogger Startup School, could you share who you are and
1: what you do in the blogging space? Sure, of course. I would love to. So my name is Charlene McCraney. I am a blogging coach and SEO strategist, and I teach women how to start their blogs from the ground up. And I also teach them how to grow their blogs beyond social media so they can stress less over likes and followers and focus more on growing their page views and growing their audience. Um, I started blogger started school. Um, I've been blogging for about five years. I started my natural hair blog texturetalk.com back in 2014 and I really didn't know anything literally um I was very naive very wet behind the ears I didn't even know people got paid to write blog posts for the people I didn't know people paid people to blog at all I just thought it was fun I've always loved to write um so I started my natural hair blog in 2014 called texture talk I still run it to this day because I love natural hair I've always loved natural hair and over the years, I would just get so many questions. People wanted to start a blog. They didn't know the first steps to take. They're like email lists, posting SEOs, subscribers, like just completely lost. And so eventually I said, you know, I'm talking to a lot of people one on one, telling them what to do, having these conversations. Like, why don't I just lay it out for mm-hmm. everyone? Um, and so that's where the idea of Blogger Startup School came about. And I really sat on it for a probably a year. And my best friend kept saying like, you need to start this. My husband was like, you need to do this. You need to do this. And it's so funny because the people that are closest to us, they see things in us before we really see it. And I was like, okay, I'm going to do this. So last summer I was like, okay, doing it. I did some research on how to build out um, a digital course. I'd already, you know, had some previous experience as far as to my audience and branding and you know just all of the things um as a blogger over the past five years with social media and everything but i was like okay i want to officially make this transition from people just seeing me as this beauty and natural hair blogger Mm -hmm. to this educator to this person who is teaching other women how to launch and to grow their blogs. And so um, that's how Blogger Startup School was found. And here we are almost a year later. (laughs) So
0: before we really dive into that side of your business, I wanted to understand why you even started blogging in the first place.
1: Yeah, sure. So I have always loved hair. Like from as, as long as I can remember. This doesn't sound really, really bad, but I remember like, Giving myself a relaxer like back in this eighth grade, just Ooh. learning. I know back in the days of the creamy crack, yes, just knowing all the things about hair, um, loving hair. I love to write too. I think that's a big piece that a lot of people miss. If you're interested in starting a blog, the passion for actually loving to write should mm-hmm. be there. So in high school, I was on the newspaper staff and did all these things. And I kind of kicked myself in the foot sometimes. Um, I graduated from Power University. I studied, I studied finance in undergrad. Um, a part of me was nervous to go into journalism. I don't know why. Looking back, I probably should have. But, you know, our journeys always takes us to where we should be. Um, so I actually first started my first very first blog in 2009. Um, so like 10 years ago, this was back literally when like nobody was blogging. Right. Um, my blog was on blogger and I was just writing, like I, I would email my friends, like, Hey, I put this up, like, check me out, you know, mm-hmm. really not doing anything. Um, so I stopped that. And then around 2000, 2014, I started up again. Cause I was like, you know, I'm really getting into this natural hair thing. I'm watching these tutorials on YouTube. Like Friends are coming to me every day, like Charlene. What should I do about this? Which product should I use? How should I do my natural hair? How should I transition to natural hair? And I said, okay, you know what? I I'm gonna do this again. Like I'm gonna take it seriously. So in 2014, I started the blog up again, texturesup.com. Um, I just googled everything. I, I built my blog from the ground up. Like I didn't hire a web designer. Um, I've never hired anyone to do anything, you know, for my blog. And I just learned every little thing. Along the way. And I was like, you know, I'm, I'm really into this. Like, this is fun. You know, mm-hmm. I like to i on telling people about it. And then over time, I just started to build really great organic relationships with other bloggers. I've had the opportunity to interview some amazing um, product founders like Obia of Obia Naturals, um, Christina Donaldson of TGIN. I've interviewed um, Kim Kimball, the celebrity hairstylist, uh, Felicia Leatherwood, the other celebrity hairstylist, and just really got gotten, into- I was just so passionate about natural hair and teaching other women the importance of their natural hair and how to wear it and how to take care of it. And when you really have a passion for something, like it just shines through mm-hmm. in everything that you do. And I just really, I just really wanted women to love their hair, you know? So the why the choice to
0: do the blog for natural hair instead of YouTube? Because I, I know a lot of natural wow. hair people go to YouTube.
1: Mm-hmm. So interesting question. <laughs> I am a firm believer of knowing your strengths, right? And I love to write and I love to educate. And I just gravitated more to the writing aspect. That's where mm-hmm. I just really came alive. Like I've tried YouTube so many times, like started <laughs> and stopped. And it's one of those things like, you just really have to know, like, what is your thing? I'm a, my, one of my biggest fan is like jack of all trades, expert of none. YouTube is just not my jam. Like I have to record it. I have to edit it. I have to upload it. Like, girl, no, I don't <laughs> I like doing all that. Um, I'm just, I just really, really love to write. And it's really worked out to my advantage looking back five years later and becoming an SEO strategist, knowing that SEO um, really favors written content. That's mm-hmm. like the, the crux of SEO. And that's really helped to um, continue to drive the traffic to my blog every day. Um, so I just I just YouTube just was never my jam. Like I'll watch videos, I'll compile the best videos in one blog post to help other people, but I just don't I just don't have the time.
0: <laughs> mm, know your strength. I love that. So these days we hear a lot about consumers having a very short attention span online. So with that in mind, do you think it's still worth it to start a blog today?
1: I 100% think that it's still worth to start a blog today. Um, yes, people's attention spans are shorter, um, but this is the thing, people are still searching Google every single day looking for the content that they want to find. Um, if you were wondering like, how am I gonna, you know, make the twist out last for 10 days, you're probably gonna go to Google and type it in there. And that written content is going to show up. It's all about really knowing what your audience wants Mm -hmm. and serving it to them and knowing that you have the valuable content out there. Like if you really, really want to know something, like if I want to know how to start a podcast, like I'm going to do the search. Like I'm going to do the research and I'm going to read everything that it is that I need to read to know how to do it. That's all about people knowing their motivations as well. I always tell people that there's always an audience out there for someone. Never let someone tell you that oh, blogging is dead or podcasting is dead or YouTubing is dead. Like there there is an audience for everyone. And that's really what I try to get my students to understand and try to get them to understand who is their audience so you know how to talk to them and how to drive them to your blog.
0: Now you've been running Textured Talk for five years, like you said. Five years, yeah. Could you walk us through your journey as a blogger? Did things work out from the start or how did that go?
1: You know, I had some pretty great feedback right off the bat. Um, One thing that I teach my bloggers, though, is I teach them, do not ever let your blog launch be a surprise. Mm -hmm. So before I wrote a single blog post, before I even had a website, I was building up um, my social media following and I was positioning myself as an expert or someone who is interested in natural hair. So before I even started to blog, I started a specific page just for natural hair. And I was telling everyone, hey, follow this page. I'm really interested in natural hair. Like I started posting the themes. That way, when I did launch, it did not come as a shock. And, you know, people weren't like, well, what the heck is she doing? Like one day she's talking about this and now she got a whole blog, you know? Mm. And you don't, you don't ever want your, your blog launch to be a surprise. I started to gain um, email subscribers. So then when I did launch, I automatically hit the ground running. And I can send my website to all those people. So I would say in the beginning, and I did a whole little countdown on social media, you know, that look back on it. So in the beginning, the response was really great. But what I did in the beginning is really using my network, really connecting with other bloggers, connecting with other, um, like I said, product founders. And, you know, 2014, this was... In the, in the natural hair industry, I would say this is when things like really started to heat up, right? Like new people were launching products every day. It was something new on, on the market. There were all these natural hair expos and, you know, just all these things. So finding content and interviewing people was fairly easy, but it's one of those things where I just continue to be consistent. Mm-hmm. To be successful at anything, you have to have consistency, and especially with blogging one of the other things that I teach my students is, you know, writing the content is about 30% of the work, but promoting yourself constantly is the other 70%. Because you can have a blog post, it could be the greatest thing out there. But if no one knows it exists, like what purpose is it serving? Mm -hmm. So constantly promoting my content on social media, um, on Pinterest, on Facebook, and having other people share my content and just really going to these events and networking and things like that. So that was, like, the first two years, I would say. Um, I remember, I think it was 2015, like, I won a Curlbox Award for, like, Blogger on the Rise, on the Ooh, Come Up or something. I know, nice. I was, like, so hype. <laughs> Everyone loves Curlbox, you know, like, the gold of, like, natural hair subscriptions. So I feel like that was another thing that kind of, like, you know, I guess, quote, unquote, put me on the map, if <laughs> you would mm-hmm. say. Um, and then, you know, I, like I said, I've always loved hair and I was really interested in business. And one of the things I always wanted to do was to start a beauty supply, um, store. So I actually transitioned a little bit. Um, I was still blogging, but not as much. I launched my, um, online natural hair beauty supply store in 2016. So just like two years later, like I was just off and running, um, it's called Textures Natural Hair. And I ran that. About two years, and then I stopped just because, you know, it just it just wasn't profitable. So I was like, okay, got to get out before before things get more crazy. And then um, the blogging beauty supply store, still blogging, you know, during this time. Um, Then my my dad passed away in 2017, so I really kind of like took a just a hard pause, right? Mm-hmm. So looking at looking back at the trajectory, like hitting the ground running, blogging, blogging, blogging starting a whole new business that really not going well as how I wanted it. My dad died. So I just took like a complete halt from blogging and I kind of shifted the focus of my content. I was doing a little bit more self care stuff because blogging and writing is, is for fun. you know, you mm-hmm. write to get your feelings out. Um, so I went through that period. And then I would say around 2018, 2019, I started to come back to the core of my content and what my audience originally was attracted to me for, which was natural hair content.
0: Did Um, you lose any audience members when you started to write about self-care?
1: You know, I, one of the things I also teach when, um, understanding SEO is knowing your analytics Mm -hmm. and looking back at my Google analytics, my page views did drop a little bit. And um just a quick little SEO tip for anyone out there who's who's wondering, um, SEO is all about like authority and relevance and um just really niching down and being a subject matter expert in your, you know, I guess your zone of genius or your particular topic. And so looking back and knowing the things that I know now about SEO, I think I was kind of confusing my audience. It's like what is her blog really about? You know, (laughs) Um, so it did shift a little bit, but the amazing thing about SEO as well is that I still get consistent traffic from things I wrote in 2016 and 2017, 2018, even that's still like the top blog pages on my website that's driving the traffic simply because I made SEO such a priority when I first started blogging. Mm -hmm. I'm still reaping the benefits off of that. Like, even when I took a break from blogging for months, I'm still getting like 30,000, 40,000 page views to my blog because of my effective SEO strategy.
0: So when you talk about reaping the benefits, at what point did you start to make money from your blog? And what did you start or stop doing in order to make that happen?
1: Yeah. So it's so interesting because I never started blogging to make money. Um, and I, and I wish I don't I don't want to say I wish I would have, but I wish I would have known earlier what I know now. Because those first couple of years, I wasn't really worried about it. Um, I would say, let me think back. Okay, 2015, 2016, I started to be a contributing writer for um, other websites. So the Naturally dot com, the Curly Nickies. So as a contributing author. I even hate to say this out loud. I was getting paid like $25 an article. Like back then I was excited. I was like, "Oh, I, your girl is on. I'm writing these blog posts." Um so that's when I would say I started to make money as a content creator, like as a mm-hmm. writer. And then I did a couple of um sponsored things with different brands. You know, being in the natural hair space, it's so easy to get caught up in like being this big influencer, right, and working with these brands and landing these brand deals. And honestly, I got caught up in that, and I just, I really started to focus so much on my followers, like, it was kind of unhealthy, you know, like, oh, I gotta have this many followers, I gotta do this, I gotta have this engagement, the algorithm, and just like all of the crap. So I'm spending my wheels trying to figure out how am I going to become this big time influencer, right? How am I gonna get to work with these brands and you know go on these press trips and all of the stuff like that? And then one day I really sat back and I said, okay, well, you know, let me look at my analytics some more. And I realized that I was reaching two to three times more people just through my page views and my blog than my Instagram could ever reach. And then I realized that Instagram was the lowest traffic refer to my blog mm. but i was spending the majority of my time focused on instagram and trying wow. to grow followers like you see i went in just a position that is like i'm spending all my time on instagram trying to get likes and followers and posting these pretty photos like i'm thinking that i need to have photo shoots and i need to do this and i need to do that to be this blogger but i'm like girl look at your analytics like you're getting less than 1% of traffic is coming from Instagram. Like, your traffic is coming from organic search results because your SEO is bombed and it's coming from Pinterest and it's coming from like Facebook and, you know, like, and du- just direct traffic is coming from your email list. So, once that light bulb went off for me, I was like, okay, I'm gonna see how I can like try to make some passive ad revenue. So, in 2018, I joined with an ad revenue um, management agency called Mediavine mm-hmm. and that's when I really started to make money for my blog because I then realized that my value is in my content and the people who the page views it's not in you know trying to get these brand deals where what I was getting some brand deals but they were kind of like you know hit or miss mm-hmm. but when I joined with the ad um agency i'm getting on average like 600 dollars a month and just like passive ad revenue
0: so just to take a step back and explain what is an ad revenue or an ad agency rather because i also want to delve into in today's market what are the ways that you can monetize a blog so first you know what is that yep
1: (laughs) so so many ways you can monetize a blog but an ad revenue um agency an ad management agency they are like your rep. You submit your website to them. You apply. There's, there's different ones. The one that I'm part of, Mediavine, you apply. You have to have so many site visitors and so many sessions a month. And you submit your website to their platform. And they go out and they partner with other companies in Google. And they bid out your website for ads to be placed on your website. So your website is part of this large ecosystem and Google and other companies are bidding for space on your website based on your traffic, based on your topic, based on your niche and all of the things. Um, So that's essentially what it is. It's like your middleman for bringing ads to your website. And I'm not talking about like the sleazy ads, like the crazy ads, you know, like you can control what type of ads that you want on your site Mm -hmm. now this is different from just running like google ads you know like you don't really get any money off of that um Mm -hmm. you gotta have like crazy amount of traffic like the real value is getting with a top-notch um agency that way
0: but what is the cost to you for joining those agencies
1: so the cost to me is nothing it doesn't cost me anything to be part of my ad management agency. The cost to me is making sure that I am doing everything in my power to make sure that I am consistently keeping up that traffic on my website. So Mm. it's not like, oh, I'm just going to apply and I'm just going to sit back and make money. Like, no, girl, you're working on the other side to make sure that you are consistently getting, you have to have at least 25,000 unique sessions on your website a month. So that takes time to get, like, that's not something that you're like, oh, I'm going to start blogging, you know, next week. And then next month I'm going to apply to the agency. Like, no, this is like after years of building content, Mm. um, really working on my SEO, building that audience and maintaining it, you know, to keep that going. So
0: are they Um, taking a cut off the top of your ad revenue?
1: Oh yeah, they definitely get a percentage. Like what I get at the end, like they're getting their money off the top, please please. (laughs) believe. But what I get at the end is, you know, it's it's a nice little, it's a nice little passive coin. So that's when I really started to make money from my blog, texturetalk.com. And then when I moved into the educator space, when I started blogger startup school selling my own products, that's when I started to make even more money. So the different ways, going back to your question mm-hmm. as far as the different ways to monetize your blog you can um do you can sell ads like just personal one-on-one for people who want to place it on your website if you feel like managing that you can get with the ad um ad revenue uh, management company like a media vine or i think the other one is like she knows media um you could offer sponsored content sponsored blog posts. So. If a brand reaches out to you, say, hey, you know, we want you to write about X, Y, Z. Like, I've done that for companies like Dove. I'll write a sponsored blog post for about $500, put it on the site. Um, You can do affiliate links. Affiliate links are really big. But, again, with affiliate links, you just want to make sure that you have the traffic, which is why SEO is important. And then you can create your own products and services, which is another leg of what I do through Blogger Startup School and my three-month accelerator.
0: Hmm. So now let's talk about Ready, Set, Blog, your accelerator. So I would imagine that building your personal blogging business and your brand was a little bit different or required different skill sets than building an (laughs) online education business, right? So first, why did you decide to do it more formally in this way? I know you mentioned people were asking you, but what made you, you know, eventually take that leap? And how has your experience been so far running that accelerator?
1: Yeah, great question. So to answer the first part of your question, the reason why I decided to do it more formally is for a couple of reasons. One, um, like I said before, I really wanted to establish myself and kind of transition from just being this natural hair blogger to this educator, Mm -hmm. to someone who is going to formally teach this. So that's why it was important for me to have like this whole website and everything, and then teaching it formally through an online course is the way I could just maximize my reach and my impact. Um, there's only so much, so many hours in a the day. <laughs> there's only so much I can do. But if I put together this full um, three month accelerator and this online course, I can get more people into it, and they can take the course at their own pace. And um, they can ask me questions in our in my private Facebook group, which I call the Blog Hive, aka my. My Facebook group, I like to follow them, the blog has. Um So yeah, it was just a way for me to be very efficient and to maximize my time and to maximize my reach. The experience so far, it is totally different from just being a blogger, like you said. Um, it's really starting a whole new business. My my husband calls me a serial entrepreneur because he's like, you're always doing something. First, you, you had to be this flat store, then you have this, you know, like that's just who I am. I can't help it. No, um, sometimes yeah. you
0: have to try a few things before something hits. I think last yes. episode we had Jordan Gill on who talked about having 25 different products and course offerings before I'm something kidding. stuck.
1: Right. Yes. yes, I totally agree. So the experience has been um, it's been great, but it's been hard. Like I'm not even going to lie. It's a whole different ball game, really trying to sell your services and to really get people to believe that you can help them solve their problem and deliver what they want. And, you know, it's a, it's a pretty nice investment, you know, for some people, especially for people who are just starting out, but the experience has been great. Um, I've been able to help uh, quite a few women, you know, get their blogs up and running And then um, hopefully, as I transition more into being the SEO strategist and helping um, bloggers grow, I'll get to help even more people. So, right now, my Blogger Starter School has like a two pronged approach. Like, it's for you, like, hey, are you ready to start your blog? Let me help you. Yeah, yeah, let me help you with the step by step process to do that. And then it's like, hey, are you ready to grow your blog? Let's talk about your SEO strategy and what we can do to get you those constant page views increasing every month
0: as far as getting the word out, have you been able to leverage your current blogging audience or did you have to build an additional audience to get the um, accelerator out to the market?
1: Yeah. Oh, now that's been tough too. Um, If you really have to build a new, it's a new audience. The people who are coming to texturetalk.com just want to know how to get a bomb wash and go. Mm -hmm. they're not looking to try to start a blog from the ground up now while there may be some overlap of course um I have had some people who were devout followers of the blog now reach out to me and say hey I see what you're doing I want to try to do this but it's not the same um and I noticed that even with when I had the online beauty supply store like just going from being a blogger to giving information to actually selling that's a whole different skill a whole different It's 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 just different so yeah but I'm, I'm grateful to still leverage the audience that I have built over the past five years. Um, I just always teach my students and remind them that, you know, followers does not transition all the way, trans- translate, I'm sorry, into sales. It just mm-hmm. doesn't. Um, followers doesn't translate into people clicking a link in your bio and going to your blog, which is why I teach other marketing tactics for you to grow your blog outside of Instagram.
0: Oof. I love, I love that. Earlier, you said that only 1% of your blog traffic was coming from your followers, a.k.a. your followers. Yes, they matter because you're building relationships, but they're not going to translate to sales. And you come with receipts because you've had over (laughs) 2 million page views on your website to date, right?
1: To date, yeah. And you know what? And if that's not to say, and sometimes... I don't want to say I cringe saying that, but sometimes like that's my story, right? Mm -hmm. That's my experience. Some people are amazing at converting their followers to sales and to website traffic and things like that. Um, That's just not my story, you know? Mm -hmm. I am so focused on written content and SEO. That has just been the priority in my blog from day one. And I just think that um, since it has been the priority from day one, that's just the foundation of how my blog has grown, Mm -hmm. you know?
0: yeah I think they are different schools of thoughts, because depending on what your products are, I feel like maybe fashion, e-commerce type businesses yeah. probably do really well on Instagram, where people are Definitely. looking to buy. The point being not every business is going to be able to convert followers to clients.
1: Yes, and I always say, you know, go where your people are. Like why would i be why would I be stressing over followers if that's not where my blog traffic is coming from? Mm-hmm. Like? I'm just like, I'm like Instagram is the cherry on top, (laughs) you know, like, but it's not the the meat and potatoes.
0: Okay. So now I do want to transition more into a coaching session, me being your client. So if I wanted to launch a blog today, Mm -hmm. one, you've already said, yes, it's still worth it to start today in 2020. Mm -hmm. But where, where would I start? Where would I even start with building my own blog today?
1: Yes, the first thing that I teach inside of Ready, Set, Blog, my three-month accelerator, is knowing your why. Knowing Mm -hmm. your why and really nailing down your niche. Um, You know, we are multi-passionate people. A lot of us are. Like, we want to talk about fashion and healthcare and finances and self-care and, like, all of these things. But what is going to make you stand out and launch very strongly mm-hmm. is to know what your thing is and what your niche is and what is going to set you apart from the hundred millions of other blogs on the internet. You know what I'm saying? Like, so can lifestyle be a niche? If I want to talk about everything about my life, <laughs> <laughs> no, lifestyle, lifestyle can definitely be a niche, but it's also about what is still unique about your blog. Like what is driving people to come to you? Like, are you talking about lifestyle through a certain lens? Are you just talking about your life experiences? Um, how are you connecting with your people online? How are you driving them to your website? What is going to make someone stop and say, I really want to know what Sarah wore on her date last Saturday? but why, like, am I showing you how to get the top finds for cheap? Am I telling you the sales? Am I telling you how to dress for your body type? Am I telling you like, you know, like what value am I bringing to the space? Now, don't get me wrong. There are tons of people who just blog because it's fun, you know, like it's lifestyle. I'm just sharing my experiences and things like that. But I would still challenge you to really nail down your niche and your why. Like when someone lands on the homepage of your website, this is what I tell my students, can someone tell what your blog is about and what value it's going to give them and why they're here? And if I come to your homepage, what, what am I cooking on? Why am I here? What, what am I doing? You know? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the first thing that I will tell you, like, just to really think about it and just ask yourself, like, do I really like to write? You know, you want to be consistent. Nothing turns people off more and it's like, oh yeah, I wrote something in February and I had something around 4th of July. I'm going to post something around November. Like, Consistency forces other people to take you seriously. Mm. Like, if you're not consistent, then other people may be like, "What? What? What is going on? What is she doing? Like, what? What is she posting about now? You know?" <laughs> like, so, what does consistency look like in the blogging space? Yeah. So, consistency looks different for everyone, but I say when you define what you can handle and what you can stick to, you know, Mm -hmm. and what you can be consistent to, that's your consistency. When I first started, mine was every Tuesday. Every Texture Talk Tuesday, I had a newsletter going out, but that's me. If you're like, I'm going to publish one every month, great. If you're like, I'm going to publish one every two weeks, great. But be consistent so people can expect that and they know when you're going to show up. Mm. So consistency forces other people to take you seriously. Like, now, what
0: about length, going back to the short attention span question, Are we mm-hmm. all posting a thousand plus word posts, or should we focus more <laughs> on, you know, quick hit listicles? what is what is working these days?
1: Yeah, so oh my gosh, that that's it's not hard for me to say because I'm speaking from an SEO strategist lens. Mm-hmm. From an SEO perspective, um length is everything mm. the thing about um and and you know not everyone's website is going to have a thousand plus pages like let me just say that first a lot of my blog posts did not have a, thir- a thousand plus words and I still got amazing traffic um so you want to have your blog post at least be 300 words um the longer the better the thing, the thing about SEO is um, the whole purpose of Google is to return the best quality content on the internet. So when they scan your website, if you're writing about um, five things you must do before you start a podcast, if they come to your website and they see that you have this thoroughly written content and you've covered all these topics, Google is going to say, okay, this page is the ish. Um, I need to return it in search results because it's quality content and it, it has a lot in it. No, that's not going to be the same for everyone, but, um, you know, you want to have it. You, you want to make sure at the end of the day, like when you write this blog post, it's giving someone value. It, when someone gets to the end or they're going to be like, okay, that was really good. I'm going to hit the share button. I'm going to share it to Twitter. I'm going to share it to Facebook and say, hey guys, I just found this great article about five things you must do to start a blog post. I think everyone should try it out. You know, I think mm-hmm. everyone should check this blog post out. It's about the value that you're giving. And about like just just the the content you know in itself. I can't tell you every blog post should be 500 words, a thousand words, two thousand words. Like that's up to you and your writing capacities. But I can tell you that Google favors long form content for SEO, <laughs> and I can't you that you need to have at least 300 words um, if you're using um, if you if, if you know about SEO, then you probably know about the Yoast plugin. If you don't, then you do. Um, and you know they, that's one of the things they say in the Yoast program, like, make your your blog post is not three hundred words; like, make it longer. Um, people just you people want to come to your site and know that you have valuable content, or they they just wasted their time. Mm.
0: Okay, so now, as far as starting the blog, I know what niche I'm going to be focused on. I know that I I'm a I'm someone who loves writing, and I know I'm going to be consistent. So mm-hmm. is this? now where I start to build the actual website or?
1: Yes, it is. Okay. Yep. So as part of the three-month accelerator, the ReadySide blog three-month accelerator focuses on five key parts to get you up and running. I call it Mm -hmm. the five stars of blogging. So first thing that you're going to do is nail down your why and your niche and your audience and like all of those things. The second thing that you do during the accelerator is I literally teach you step-by-step how to build a website from the ground up. Mm. this part is so, so valuable to me. And I put so much time into this part because like I said, I build my blog from the ground up by myself and I cannot tell you how many bloggers I run into and say, oh, I have a web designer, but you know, they're stringing me along and I don't know what's happening. And you know, well, this web designer built my website, but now they ran off and I can't even log into my site. Like I'm locked out. Like, girl, no, stop. First of all, (laughs) you need to know your website inside out. Like if something breaks, you want to know how to fix it. Mm-hmm. So that's why I put so much energy into the second part of the accelerator is literally teaching you step-by-step, step, like how to get your domain name, how to sign up for your hosting, how to get a wordpress.org account so you can self-host and not wordpress.com. There is a difference: how to upload a blog theme, how to customize it, how to add a post, like literally the step-by-step step process so you do not have to spend 3,000 dollars you know, $5,000 for someone to build your website. Like, like, guys, anyone who's listening, it's 2020. You can get a website up. You can get a blog site up by yourself. Like, it's literally not that difficult. And the Accelerator teaches you the step-by-step process to do that. So that's part two. Part mm-hmm. three of the Accelerator is focusing on your email list and setting up your MailChimp account. That way you have these email subscribers. The last thing that you want to do is rely on social media. You always hear people say, you don't own Instagram, you don't own Facebook, you know? You wanna get those email subscribers so you can deliver content directly to them. Um, In part four, we talk all about how to really create that valuable content, like what makes a good blog post? What makes great content? So that's where we really delve into that, into part four. And then the last part of the five-star blogging tips is marketing, like I said before, you need to be constantly promoting your content around the clock once you have it written, it is no good if nobody knows that they exist. So I show you different ways to market your blog through Pinterest through different scheduling tools so that you are promoting your blog post in your sleep like I load up um, one of the other plugins I use is code schedule, so I load that up for a month so Every day, a blog post is tweeting out, it's posting to my Facebook group, it's posting to Pinterest, like just by itself. So I don't even mm. have to touch it to constantly get that, that traffic going. And then um, the bonus part of the Accelerator, which I'm really excited about, is all about SEO. I'm taking people behind the scenes to see what I do to optimize one of the most successful blog posts on my website. Um, funny enough, it's about how to install crochet braids by yourself at home. <laughs> people love that. People are searching Google every day for that. And then I'm showing up in search results. So I'm really taking people through the breakdown of like what to do to really optimize SEO.
0: Mm. So in this day and age, what's the budget I should put aside for launching a blog?
1: I mean, you you can launch a blog. Let's see if you're going to get hosting. I mean, you can do it if you want a nice thing. You can do it for as low as like $200 $200 if you're doing it by yourself. It does, it's not expensive to launch it. It's going to take you some time. <laughs> I think you're going to spend more of your time. Like if you, you can go on Bluehost, you can get hosting for like, you can get one of those introductory specials for like $3 a month for like a year. You can buy a premium theme for like maybe $50, $60. Um, you can sign up for MailChimp is free for the first mm-hmm. 2000 subscribers. WordPress that orders free. It just depends on all those little bells and whistles that you want. Um, I don't know if you're the kind of person who's like, I need a big photo shoot. You don't, I'm just gonna tell you that you don't. Um, So I mean, you can launch it for for pretty, pretty low. Um, However, if you would like to sign up for the three month accelerator, where I teach you how to go through this investment process, that's gonna be a nice little investment for you. But um, what it does what it does for you is it saves you time on the back end. So you have to decide what your, what your opportunity costs are there.
0: Mm, So you're not spending a lot of time Googling all the steps. It's just all mapped out for you. Exactly. Exactly. So that's going to cost you
1: (laughs) (laughs) You on your own. You know, it's going to, the most expensive thing is going to cost you is time if Mm. you, you know, on your own, I would say.
0: Hmm. And so I don't know. Did we define SEO? I don't know that we did. So could we define yes, what we SEO is? Yes. And and then for anyone who does have a blog out there and they're like, OK, I don't even know if my blog is optimized for SEO. What are the fundamentals? What do they need to go back and check today?
1: Yeah, sure. So SEO stands for search engine optimization. And the most simple, easiest way I like to explain it is SEO is the beautiful art of all the little things that you do to your website. So you show up in search results and basically so Google can say that your website is the Com <laughs> because that's their primary goal. Google's primary goal is to return quality websites and quality content for the people who are searching for things on Google and on Bing as well. We just always talk about Google because Google is Big Brother. So there are a couple of key things that you really want to make sure your blog has as far as getting started really, really great with SEO. Um, The first thing is you want to get friendly with Google, period. So that is submitting your website to the Google Search Console. This is so Google can crawl your website daily so they know that your website even exists. Um, that's what Google does. That's how the algorithm works. They crawl websites. They are looking at your content structure, your links on your website, all of that. So that's the first thing that you want to do. Second, you want to make sure you install Google Analytics. You cannot grow if you don't know where your traffic is already coming from. And I'm I have the Google Analytics app on my phone because so I'm just one of those people. So I'm looking at my blog traffic every day, looking at the page views. So you want to install Google Analytics. Um, the next thing that you want to do, the third, um, I would. I won't say the most important, but the third thing I would say is really looking at um, doing keyword research. So what does that mean? Um, Your keyword is the main focus, core thing, topic of what your page or your blog post is about. So before I even start to write a blog post, I think to myself, okay, I have this idea, you know, I want to write about how to install crochet braids by yourself. So what is my keyword going to be? My keyword is going to be install crochet braids, Mm -hmm. period. That's my key phrase, rather, because I know when someone goes to Google, that's what they're Googling. Um, So you really want to make sure that you do great keyword research and that you're um, optimizing your keywords throughout your post. The easiest, most effective way to do this is to install the Yoast plugin, Um, and that's for WordPress. Now, if you're not blogging on WordPress and you really want to take advantage of SEO, I would highly suggest you to switch to WordPress. Um, it's so not good, of, huh? Yeah, I know a lot of people blog on like Squarespace and Wix, and I know that uh, Wix is doing a better job of being very SEO friendly. Um, I have heard that Squarespace is not the best in terms of SEO friendly. So the number one thing out there is really WordPress. But if you install the Yoast plugin, it's going to do 90% of your own, your, what we call on-page SEO for you. You're going to go through it and it's going to tell you what to do. Now, there is off-page SEO, Um, and I don't want to get too technical and kind of glaze over with people, but kind of the the off-page SEO things that you want to think about is like your page speed. Is it mobile-friendly? Google will deem you if your website is not mobile-friendly. Is your page slow? Google doesn't want to send people to your website if your page is slow. So you want to do things like that. And then um, the other thing is just really like, how are you showing up um, online in terms of um, other websites that are linking to you and Mm -hmm. links that um, you're linking to inside of your site? So we like to call that internal and external links. You know, if Google sees that, hey, I'm writing, um, SirWise is writing about the five things that you must do before you launch a podcast, maybe you're going to link out to a very credible um, podcast hosting site or a very credible podcaster because Google wants to know that, hey, you have great content inside of your post but you're also referring people to other great quality content. It's like, this is a community, you know? Like mm-hmm. You want to link, you want to have links inside of your website. You want to link out to other things. And then um, you also want to have people like link back to you, you know, because Google is going to say like, Oh, this is a relevant website. This is a relevant person because she had this big website, like linked to her. Let's, let's say Spotify linked to you. And mm-hmm. said these are the top five black podcasters of 2020. If Spotify links back to your website, Google's going to say like, Oh, she's relevant. She has some authority. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So that's what we call like backlink. And that's probably like going into a little bit. Too deep, but those are like the the top things. Like
0: just
1: no. really getting your links together, and really, um, I would say the main thing people should really focus on is just like relevance, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so when people come, when Google crawls your website, does Google know what your website is about? Like, is it clear right. to them? So I'm gonna use my blog for example, Texture Talk. When Google comes to Texture Talk and they scan my website, even something as simple as looking at my menu structure, mm-hmm. they see. Protective styles, natural hair for beginners, transitioning, product reviews, all of these little things that people don't realize, like this is telling Google, okay, this is what this website is about. We're looking at her site structure. We're looking at um, even things like as as simple as like your about page. Google looks at your about page because they want to know, are you an expert in Mm -hmm. what you're writing about? Mm -hmm. What is your authority? You know, things like that. So I know I probably like gave you a lot, but... No, that is a lot. And I'll probably
0: have to listen to this (laughs) episode multiple times just to get everything down. But quite frankly, if you're a blogger and you want to take it seriously, like you've said, these are things that you got to do so that you're not focused or you're not relying on someone else's platform to send you the traffic you need.
1: Yes. That's a great way to recap that. That's exactly what I would say. So um, that's really what I'm helping um, bloggers focus on when it comes to growing your traffic through SEO, Mm -hmm. offering them strategic sessions to say, okay, let's pull back the hood on your website, essentially. Like, let's really dig down and see how can we restructure your blog or- How often do they actually want to do that? (laughs) Yeah. So so it's interesting because that's the new service that I just launched like a month ago. Um, Just because I realized like, hey, it's great to help bloggers start, but Mm -hmm. I really want to help bloggers grow as well. So if anyone is looking for those one-on-one SEO improvement services, that is something that you can also find on bloggersoutofschool.com.
0: So is this something you're going to do for the blogger or are you gonna show them how to? I think that's the other thing is you could tell people until you're blue in the face, but execution is yes. painful sometimes it and people don't painful. have the time. Yes. Yeah,
1: It's definitely painful, so I offer both. So you can either sign up for like a SEO VIP day where I will work through it with you and show you all the things that you need to do, implement this strategy to grow your site site and get those blog posts. Or I do have those SEO improvement services where it's like, girl, I don't, like I have a client right now. She's like, I don't want to do none of this. Like, I just want you to go in and do it. I want you to optimize it. Mm-hmm. And I have those services as well. You just, you know, book me for like a monthly retainer and then I go in there and I do everything for you. basically. Yeah.
0: You got to be honest with yourself because as a business yeah. owner, is it worth your time to be under the hood of your website or should you outsource that? I think people yeah. just need to be honest with their strengths.
1: Definitely. And even talking about business owners, because I know we talked a lot about bloggers, but Everyone needs to understand the importance of SEO. Like if you have a website online, you need to know the importance of SEO, even from something as simple if you are a business and you're reading this and you're like, well, I'm not a blogger. I guess I don't really need SEO. Like, no, everyone needs mm-hmm. SEO. Like something as simple as submitting your, your business to Google so that when someone Googles your business, like you're popping up on that bright side and they're seeing your business and your website and your hours and your phone number or even like optimizing your about page or um, just optimizing all of the things on your website, really trying to incorporate um, some form of blogging or written content on your site if you are a business owner because Google, um, prefer, they prefer and they favor written content. So everyone needs to understand SEO. It doesn't matter if you're a blogger or a business owner, if you have a website, you need to understand SEO.
0: Ooh. So now for anyone who is running scared a little bit and they're like, okay, I haven't been paying attention to SEO and everything that Charlene talked about today. Where can they connect with you to go deeper?
1: Yes, definitely. You can connect with me at www.bloggerstartupschool.com and you will find everything that you need to know there, whether you're starting a blog or whether you want to grow through effective SEO strategy. Um, you can also find me on Instagram, um, Charlene McCraney. That's where I am on Instagram. And, you know, the link is in the bio. Like everyone says, you can go on there The schedule. I'm going to call with me to chat about your SEO strategy. You can go on there to see when the next cohort Of Ready, Set, Blog will be released. I'm currently in October 2 right now. And I'm thinking about, like, just when I'm going to launch the next cohort.
0: So, yeah. Sounds good. Charlene, thank you so much for joining us today.
1: You're welcome. I had a blast. This was amazing. Thank you so much for having me.
0: I'm so glad you made it to the end of today's episode. If you enjoyed the episode, please go on iTunes and leave us a five-star rating and write us a review. As always, don't forget to share this episode with your friends, family, colleagues, anyone who cares to listen. We'll talk to you next time.